Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16, these are God's words. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. This passage comes in the midst of what is called the Sermon on the Mount, a sermon on what it looks like from heaven's perspective uh, when someone is in the Lord Jesus Christ or is a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and a sermon about uh, what then, how then we should think and feel uh, about our life as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, The Lord Jesus has begun in the first 12 verses of this chapter talking about the blessedness, the happiness of being one when whom the Lord uh, looks at us, he sees certain things. He sees those who are poor in spirit and who mourn, those who are meek, who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, those who are merciful, those who are pure in heart, those who de-escalate situations, those who uh, do not produce uh, or bring attention to themselves. But they, what they make, what they do, is peace. And the last thing, the last section in verses 10 through 12 of the Beatitudes is especially about the blessedness of those who are being persecuted for righteousness' sake. When we, the blessedness of being persecuted and having them say all kinds of evil against us falsely, for the Lord Jesus' sake, because we're identified with him, just as the prophets who were before were identified with him, just as he himself suffered. And then after this passage, it's going to talk about how uh, our obedience is obedience that must come from and be from the heart, that we don't just not murder, not commit adultery, and so forth, uh, but that we be those who... Uh, love and recognize the image of God in others, even from our heart, those who are pure uh, with our eyes and with our thoughts and with our desires, not just uh, with our actions. And then as we turn the page into chapter 6, it's going to be about how we do our religion, that we not do our religion to be seen by men, uh, but that we do our religion in secret, and our Father who sees in secret and is our reward will reward us in secret, and so forth. So that's the context of these four verses that are before us. And notice, these are not four verses that are telling us to be salt or to be light. Rather, if you have been joined to Christ by faith, these are verses about what you are and how to respond to the fact of what you are. He says, you are the salt of the earth, verse 13. He says, you are the light of the world, verse 14. Uh, And that one in particular uh, should be uh, 
significant to us because it is Jesus uh, who is the light of the world. If you have a Bible, you can turn it into John chapter 8. And in verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And so this is how we are the light of the world, uh, not by doing bright things, but being united to the Lord Jesus, by abiding in him and having our life in him. Uh, and that life of faith in him uh, that is worked out more and more as the Holy Spirit conforms us to his image uh, is what makes us light in the world, in particular since the Lord Jesus has now ascended into glory. And it is the one who is in Christ that is a new creation. It is the one who is in Christ, uh, who has light and walks in the light as he is in the light. Uh, as uh, that apostle also writes in his first letter in First John. And so the question is, what do we do since we are before men? Verse 13 says, you are the salt of the earth. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. And these things are things that we are before God. Now, if the salt loses its flavor, then we become like his people were in the Old Testament. And this is exactly what happened. Uh, when Israel lost its distinctiveness from the nations, when the people of God lost their distinctiveness from the nations, what did God do? He threw them out and caused them to be trampled upon by men. You see, he has given, he has given his people uh, a purpose in the world of being distinct before the face of God. This applies especially, I think, to our worship, since that was the primary way that they were to be distinct and we are to be distinct. And so this isn't losing flavor to the world or preservative properties, since that's not even what uh, the Lord Jesus, how the Lord Jesus describes the salt here. It's talking about our distinctiveness from the world before the face of God and what he will do to us. Sort of like when he says in another place, don't fear them who can only kill the body. Are you really going to be afraid of men instead of being afraid of the living God? And that's how verse 13 uh, relates to verses 10 through 12. First of all, you're blessed before God when they persecute you for Jesus' sake. And second of all, you are cursed before God if you stop being distinctive from the world. He is going to throw you out and let men trample upon you. So that's the, you are the salt of the earth verse. In other words, if you are tempted to be less distinctive because you get persecuted for your love for Christ, your devotion to Christ, your dependence upon Christ, your delight in Christ, your obedience to him, then remember that you are the salt of the earth. The Lord desires to see his son when he looks down upon the earth from heaven and he looks at you. You, you are to be a display of 
the Lord Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit conforms you more and more to his image. Now in verse 14 and verse 15, it's explaining where the Lord has put us. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Now this isn't saying put yourself on the hill or put yourself on the lampstand because we are not the ones, the light doesn't put itself uh, on a lampstand. A city, well, I guess there are people in the city, uh, but the city is already on the hill. It's saying that the Lord has put us on the hill. The Lord has put us on the lampstand. The Lord has put us in the world. In you know, 1 Corinthians 5, he says, um, you would have to go out of the world in order to stop associating with the world. It describes it as an impossibility, not as an option. And so since you are before men, what should you do? And the answer is shine. And he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's actually just saying, shine your light before men, that men may see good works, your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. It is not saying, find where the men are and make sure you're bright there. No, it's, it's since you are before men, what should you do? Well, the temptation is to hide what we are. The temptation is to try to fit in. But no, God who put you before men has put you there to be what you are. And so, whereas verse uh, 13 is telling us not to lose our saltiness, verse 16 is telling us not to hide our brightness. Indeed, we should be willing that we would be persecuted. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit has carried Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2 to say an almost identical thing that we might understand rightly how to uh, understand and apply um, Matthew 5, verse 16. 1 Peter 2, I'll read verse 11 as well, but it's verse 12 that is the primary parallel. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. And here's verse 12. Having your conduct honorable among the nations, among the Gentiles, having your conduct honorable among the nations, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Okay, so Matthew 5.16, shine your light before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is not saying that you, by being a consistent Christian, by rejecting sin even from your heart, uh, will be so impressive to men that they'll say, Oh, Jesus is so wonderful and God and his law are so good. We are so sufficiently impressed by you that we are tempted now to become Christians. No, there may be those whom the Lord has regenerated, whom the Lord is bringing to himself, uh, and he may do that in them. But the general rule is they are going to persecute you and say evil things about you 
for loving good and for doing good. But you don't be tempted to stop loving good or stop doing good just because you're hated for it. Because in the last day when all things are revealed, God will be glorified by the fact that you were persecuted for doing what was right. That you were punished for doing what is right. And that's how Peter goes on to uh, to apply that in the rest of 1 Peter chapter 2, using Jesus himself as the great example. And that's our last point, is that if our being the light of the world is because Jesus is the light of the world and we are his followers and have his life in us, then we should look at what happened to Jesus. What happened to Jesus for being the light of the world? He was persecuted even unto death. He was crucified. And we should be willing to uh, be led as sheep as to the slaughter, to be uh, killed all day long for his sake, so that when God takes vengeance upon those who have done this in the last day, he will be glorified, because they saw our good works, but they spoke evil of us, and they persecuted us. And so the believer should love God and love God's law from his heart and not be tempted to tone it down because the world that hates God hates his law. Amen, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we pray that you would not allow us to be discouraged by being persecuted or spoken evil of, even in the church where those who love you and love your law are often spoken evil of. But Lord, we pray that we would care more about what you see when you see us, that you would see those who are distinct from the world, that you would see those who in your Son, our Lord Jesus, are light, because we have his life by your Spirit. And so we pray that you would grant to us not to lose what we are or hide what we are, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.